social media, pop culture, navigating adulthood. If any of these words sound like a good time to you, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Zillennial Girl Talk podcast. I'm your host, Seriana, joined by my other host, Amanda. And we're here to talk all about social media gossip, pop culture talk, how the heck to navigate adulthood, and much more. If this interests you, keep on listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Zillennial Girl Talk. It is your girl, Seriana. As you can see, we're doing another solo episode this week. Um, Amanda and I have just had really crazy schedules this past couple of weeks, so we figured a solo episode each week. Um, would be best for us just so we can do the recording that we need and get get our shit done okay so today um it's been a week honestly it's been it hasn't been too crazy of a week but I've had a lot of stuff going on I've had a lot of like schoolwork and homework and I've had classes this week I have class every other week so having class right after work is draining just because I haven't uh eight hour work day and then I come home and sit in class for almost three hours so that's been pretty draining but um I'll start off with my song of the week so this week I picked um you somebody by kings of leon it came up on my playlist the other day and it just like brought me back to when I was younger and I would jam out to that song so yeah I just it's a great song it's a banger love it so that's what I've been jamming out to this week um, so I asked you all some questions on Instagram, so I'm going to start there on my topics first. I didn't get too many, so there won't be a lot of questions. And then I'm going to talk about school, how that's going in my time management, because your girl's been going through it. Um, I want to talk about the Met Gala outfits, because I thought they were pretty interesting this year and kind of underwhelming. So we'll talk about that. And then the big, biggest thing I want to talk about is the disappearance of Gabby Petito, and if you haven't heard of the case, it's been all over TikTok, but we'll go more into that later on. So on Instagram, I asked y'all to just drop some questions. And so I got a couple. Um, one of my friends asked me, uh, what's the favorite part of having a podcast? And honestly, it's just, it's nice to have somebody to talk to like Amanda once a week and just like relax and not have to worry about everything else going on in the moment. So talking to Amanda and just like talking about things that aren't stressful to us is super nice. And then it's just, it's been a good experience. I think um, since starting it, I've, I've brought in my pop culture horizons. So I think that's pretty cool too. Um, one of my other friends asked me, how do I juggle everything on my plate? So that's kind of the time management talk. Um, so I do work 40 hours a week and then I have school part-time and then I have an internship. And so with school, I'm taking three classes and then I'm doing an internship. And like I said earlier, I have class every other week and then I have a bunch of homework. And then for my internship, I have to clock 225 hours a semester. So it is a lot within a week, like that's about 16 hours a week that I have to spend on my internship. And the internship is kind of rigorous. It's like a seminar type class. So we like send seminars on Fridays and we talk about disabilities and leadership and policy and all that as as one would do in that in that uh, internship and then along with that there's like several several books we have to read and then there's several articles we have to read and then there's assignments like this week I had to make a presentation on my discipline which is social work and then I had to also do 
uh, two article readings and then a presentation. Oh, I talked about the presentation and an assignment on um, typical development. So it's just things like that that are on a weekly basis. And so juggling all of that has been kind of hard because I've been known for putting too much on my plate. And I don't know, it's just, I, I have to give myself some time to breathe. So I go to a gym, as you all know. This week I've been going at four, three in the morning every day and I'm like, who is she? Like, never done that before. Well, I have done it before, but I haven't done it consecutively like this week before. And honestly, a girl's tired. Like I, I'm in bed by like 10 or 11. I'm just like, I still got more shit to do, but your girl's tired. So it's honestly hard, um, but I, I like, I, I have my priorities in check. Um, but I also like make sure to give myself myself some uh, myself some time for self care, like the gym, and like going out and stuff like that. But um, along with that, I got a question about how school going. So as some of y'all know, I am in grad school. I am uh, I am in a, a master's of social work program, and so it's a three year program. I'm in my second year and. It's going pretty good. It is a lot. Like this year, I started my internship, and then next year I have to do another internship and then get licensed. Hopefully, fingers crossed. And it's a lot of schoolwork. It's a lot of reading. It's a lot of research. And some days I have my doubts. Honestly, like I feel like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to be a social worker. I'm not. I'm not cut out to be in a program like this. But then I have to like step back and realize that everyone has those days where they feel like everybody has those days. <laughs> everybody makes mistakes. Okay, sorry. Um, everyone has those days where they feel like they're not fit for their program. And I think it's it's natural to happen just because there's so much work. And sometimes I feel like I'm not cut out for it. And so I just have to remember that I got into the program for a reason. They liked my application. I feel like I'm a very social person. I like to help people, especially children. And that's what I want to do. And so I just remember I have to just push through, suck it up basically, and just get through it. Um, next year, I do have to quit my full-time job and take four classes and in my internship just because of, that, of the commitment of that. And so that's kind of like what I'm seeing, how I'm going to deal with that financially, just because, you know, losing out on that income is kind of hard. But yeah, school is going pretty good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then another question was, can my dog Maggie make an appearance? So I am going to try to get her on camera and see if she will make an appearance. Okay, so Maggie didn't want to make an appearance. She wouldn't get in the camera as I wanted to, but I will insert a picture here or here somewhere around here of what Maggie looks like. She's known for wearing pink goggles. So I'll probably put in a picture of her wearing pink goggles. But yeah, um, that's pretty much it on the questions. Okay, so the next topic I wanna talk about was the Met Gala. So the Met Gala was this past week and there was a lot of different outfits that were very interesting. And then I felt like they were, there were some that like missed the mark. And I'm a, I'm a fashion expert. I have like the most basic sense of fashion and style. So I feel like I'm not one to judge, but we're just going to go through a couple of celebrities and their outfits. My number one pick for the best outfit was, you know, the queen, Billie Eilish. She had this beautiful gown, looked like she was in freaking Cinderella. 
And so the theme of the Met Gala was, um, it was America. And so she portrayed Marilyn Monroe, as you all know, she was an icon. And so she styled her hair to look like her. She wore the infamous red lipstick and then had this beautiful gown by Oscar de la Renta. And I think in the Met Gala, um, celebrities work with designers to get their outfits. And so, um, yeah. And then next we have ASAP Rocky. He's wearing like this blanket type jacket around him. And it looks, it honestly reminds me of Captain Crunch, like the berry ones, if you know what I'm talking about, but I'll post a picture here. And it just looks like he's wearing a blanket of Captain Crunch around him. So I don't get that. And then we have, um, let's see. We have Kendall Jenner. She wore like this, um, Fear kind of dress that has stars all over it. So I guess that's America stars. Yeah. But I mean, it was really pretty. Um, something I could never pull off, but she's Kendall Jenner, so she can. Uh, another big talk um, of outfits was Kim Kardashian. She looks like she was covered in black head from toe. And she looks like she could belong in Harry Potter as a Dementor. And seeing all the memes of that is hilarious. But there's also like theories that it's not really her. So that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, and then we have Little Nas X. He wore like three different um, ensembles of outfits. He wore, and they're all like gold themes, but they're like pretty interesting. And I'll enter the picture here so y'all can see, but yeah. Um, and then there was also some that were um, not politics, but they wanted to make a statement about like, current events going on. So Cara Delevingne, she wore a bulletproof vest that says Peg the Patriarchy, and I 100% agree. Loved it. And then um, AOC wore a white gown, and on the back it said Tax the Rich. And this one is very controversial because people are like, well, you're at the Met Gala, you must have money, right? But I read that all New York, all representatives are invited to the Met Gala, or like most of the representatives so she was invited and people were saying how she only makes $130,000 as a year as compared to like all these other celebrities who make millions of dollars a year. So there was that. I mean, I thought it was a good statement. And then an, a basic outfit that I saw was um, Haley and Justin Bieber. They wore, Justin Bieber just wore a black tuxedo with some baggy black pants. And then Haley wore this pretty black gown that had like a, a, v, a v cut in her dress, but it was really pretty. I feel like there was more that I, of people that I knew, but oh Lord, she, she had a pretty good outfit. Um, she's Lord, so she can pull off anything. So I thought she looked pretty good. Um, Oh, and another one was Timothy Chamolet. So he wore like a white tuxedo and then wore your, your basic white Converse high tops. So, I mean, Converse are kind of America. Everyone wears Converse here, especially on the leg days. <laughs> and then I think that is it. Um, there were more, a lot more celebrities that wore a lot more extravagant things. There was one that wore like a literal horse outfit. Then I felt like that represented America pretty good because much more America than wearing a horse head on you. But yeah, that was the Met Gala.
I need to pause it. Okay, so we'll know. So the next topic I want to talk about, the one I was most excited to talk about because I love crime. I listen to Crime Junkie. I listen to a bunch of different crime podcasts and I watch a bunch of different shows and just like mysteries. And so this one is about uh, Gabby Petito. So she went on a cross-country road trip with her boyfriend, Brian Landry, Landry, however you say it, back in July they left July 2nd and they left from Florida and they're going to go cross country. And so as of a few days ago, she was reported missing. And so the timeline of it goes is that they left July 2nd and then um, a month goes by August 12th and they're in Utah. And so they were in Moab, Utah, and then there was an altercation over her and the boyfriend or fiance got into a, like an argument and then this is where it gets interesting because um they do get pulled over and um so they get pulled over and then there was reports of physical of physical fight and um so the cop gets there and you see in the body cam footage, just like an hour body cam footage on this, that she's in distress, she's crying. And, but you also, um, the officer did state that there were like scratches and scratches and red marks on the boyfriend. So it was insinuating that she was hitting him. And then he was saying that he didn't hit her. So you see in the body cam footage that she's crying and the officer like takes her away from the boyfriend and just talks to her. And he talks about separating them for a night for the night just because they need to they need some time alone. But they uh, didn't want to press charges on each other because they were in love and that they're uh, engaged and all that. And then so the officer believed that it didn't level. He didn't believe the situation escalated to level of, of a domestic assault as much as there's more of a mental health aspect. And so throughout this whole trip, Gabby is basically just posting her travels on Instagram. She posts like really long in-depth um, captions of like where she's been. And she has like a certain aesthetic. And I'll post like some of her pages here. Um, and so there was a there was a post, um, or I'm getting ahead of myself, sorry. So around August 25th is when um, Gabby's mom last heard from her. Wait, no, just kidding. Okay, so they so August twenty fifth was Gabby's last uh, known whereabouts because she would always call her parents. She would always just stay in contact with him regardless of like where they were. She would always like try to find internet or internet or or um, access to internet to get in contact with her family, even though she was exploring all the time and off the grid. So they knew it wasn't uncommon for her to uh, go off the grid for a few days. And then August 30th was the last communication they had. So there was a text sent to Gabby's mom from Gabby's phone that says, um, we're, in Yosem- we're, we're in Yosemite Park and we have no service. And right away, Gabby's mom felt like that that wasn't Gabby because it didn't, it didn't talk like how um, Gabby normally would her text. And so they thought that was kind of odd. And then we're, we're up to September 1st and the boyfriend, Brian Landry, comes back to Florida without his fiance. So it's like, how can you come cross country, leave on a cross country trip with your girlfriend or fiance and then come back without her and not seem distressed? 
so um yeah so he drove the van back and she wasn't there so september 11th so last saturday is when the family reports gabby missing and right away the boyfriend lawyered up so that's why i kind of find suspicious it's like if you were if you had a missing fiance and then all of a sudden people start questioning your new lawyer up right away it's just kind of sus and i also read that he was he didn't want to talk to the police but the police did um get the van to process for evidence and then they're still investigating that and then september 15th so a couple days ago is when the fiance was named a person of interest not a suspect but a person of interest in the whereabouts of Gabby because you know he was with her all the whole trip. And then let's see. And then yesterday or today, what's today? Oh, so yesterday uh, today is when the body cam footage came out of the whole incident on August 12th. And also on um August 12th, there was another murder around the same area of two of two uh two girls that were that are that were engaged around the same area and so where the girls worked is where gabby and brian had an argument at so i've read that there's um that could could possibly be a link to that just because it was too close in time and so there's that link so there was a body cam footage and the footage is about an hour long and then there's so the way I found out about this case is that um TikTok so I've seen so many videos on this case on TikTok and not really talked about in the news but it's getting more attention on the, on the news and media but TikTok there's so many videos of people like trying to figure out where Gabby is just because it's so suspicious like if your girl if your fiance is missing yeah let's come back um just come back cross country and just go home and act like nothing happened like that's just a little suspicious so I think the boyfriend was involved if if anything um but yeah um it's just very very odd and I mean yeah And then I also read it took, um, where did I read it? Like it takes 10 days for, um, hold on. Okay, so back to my point. So there was a, a point where the fiance didn't tell the family that she was missing for 10 days. So like during those 10 days, you don't know what happens. And so it's just a little odd. Like there's the Instagram post that doesn't seem like her regular post. And then there's a text to her mom that doesn't, her mom feels like it wasn't her sending that text. So it's just a, a lot of different things going on. And it's just very sketchy. So um, if y'all want to talk about this more, you can um, DM me at the Zillennial Girl Talk or DM me personally at seriana.26. Um, if you have any theories on this, yeah, just let me know. Um, it's, just, it's definitely sad just because she's still pretty young. I think she was about my age or a little bit younger. So, yeah. So, yeah, she was 22. So, yeah, just let me know. Um, there are a lot of different TikToks on this and a lot of um, 
news reports about this. So if you want more information, you can look at those. But besides that, um, that's all I wanted to cover today. Um, it feels weird not having Amanda here. Like I'm used to just bouncing off of her. And I feel like she was, she's used to like being on her own and having her own podcast because she has her separate podcast. So she's used to it. And I'm like, what do I do? So yeah, I just put some points together. This one's not the best. I'm sorry. Amanda, I love you. I miss you. Let's get back together next week, please. Because this, I mean, it was fun, but it's not, it's better with my co-host. So yeah. That's it. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.